Hey all, it's Kelt. So Mutual asked a question about misinformation and propaganda. So let's go ahead and answer that. Roll clip. So I have a question, and this is for DisinfoGal or for anyone who um, specializes in misinformation and propaganda. She's the only person I know of, so I'm asking her. But Really? DisinfoGal is the only person you know? Me and Care Bear have been mutuals for about two years now. And I'm mutuals with DisinfoGal also. But we've been mutuals for, I think, over two years now. And you completely forgot that I handled disinformation and propaganda also? I feel the love. I really feel the love. All right, roll the rest of the clip. So here you can see a screenshot of the congressional hearing that Marjorie Taylor Greene blatantly said something incredibly racist and dog whistling. And, um, you know, it, it was a 20 second soundbite, right? We know it's going to get played on all of the clips tonight, Fox News, maybe even mainstream news. We know even just today, I've seen it time across my timeline, liberals responding to her, you know, whatever. It's it's it, the impressions are probably by the end of today on the first day of Black History Month, it's going to be outstanding. And my question is this. How do we address this without amplifying the message? Because regardless if it's us counteracting against it, we're still putting it out there. Does that make sense? So the question is, how do we counter this type of disinformation and propaganda without amplifying the message? And the short answer is, you don't. There is no foolproof way to counter disinformation and propaganda without some form of amplification of the original disinformation or propaganda message. But it is possible to do damage control and limit the amount of amplification that we do. But even with that, there's not a clear-cut, do this, 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 and this. It's not like a checklist of what we need to do. So we need to talk about ways that we can counter disinformation and propaganda. But to do that, we kind of need to understand some of the reasons that disinformation and propaganda like this work. So one of the things that disinformation and propaganda appeal to is an appeal to emotion. The ultimate goal is to get an emotional reaction instead of a logical reaction out of the person who is experiencing your disinformation or propaganda. So one of the steps that we need to take to figure out how do we counter this propaganda is figure out what type of emotional reaction that the propagandist is wanting people to have. In a large majority of times, it's either anger, fear, or sadness. But there is propaganda that works with happiness, joy, and other types of feelings. So looking at this propaganda piece that was used as an example from Marjorie Taylor Greene, we can see that they're focusing on fear and anger, not really so much sadness and definitely not joy or happiness. So the next step is we need to figure out who is the target of the propaganda. What is the demographic that the propaganda is attempting to influence? And we need to figure out the target demographic because it's going to, one, confirm a few things, and two, tell us some new things. One, it's going to allow us to confirm the emotion that the propaganda is going to create in the target. And we confirm that by seeing how that target demographic would respond to those words and those proposed emotions. Would it be logical for that demographic to be angry when they hear that propaganda? Sad, happy, upset, joyful, or fearful, for examples. The target demographic of that piece of propaganda is white people. And the idea is, is telling white people that CRT is going to make them feel like the, their skin is less than others. So we can go through the emotions and kind of see how white people respond to this. I'm pretty sure your average white person's not going to be happy or joyful from that experience. So we can safely assume that that piece of propaganda is designed to make white people feel angry or afraid. So now there's a little bit more to this, such as understanding the source of the propaganda, but that's the general idea. Target demographic and expected response.
the response being the emotion. But now that we know that information, we can start formulating our plan of how do we counter this specific piece of propaganda and disinformation. So we know the targeted demographic is white people, and we know that the propagandist desires a response of fear or anger. So our response and how to counter it has to be tailored towards white people who are either afraid or angry. So now we have to decide, is the best way to target that demographic with that proposed response to be an emotional response or a logical response? And either method we use, we have two main goals. One, to alleviate the emotional response of the targeted demographic, and two, to counteract the disinformation that's contained within the propaganda. The disinformation within the propaganda can be multiple different things. It could be a false statistic, but in this case, it is a false statement about what the nature of CRT is. So counteract the lie while alleviating the emotion. If we pick a logical approach for the counter response, then we are hoping that the basic facts of the information will clear up the disinformation while alleviating the emotions. So with a logical approach, our primary concern and goal is countering the false information with the secondary goal being countering the emotion. And that means that we're hoping by doing the heavy lifting with the logical part that the emotion follows naturally secondary. Now, if we pick an emotional counter, those roles and goals are reversed. We're looking at the primary goal of counteracting the emotion while sprinkling in the factual information. So our goal and idea with the emotional counter is that by lowering the emotional response, we can make the target demographic more accepting of the logic and the facts. Neither one of these techniques or approaches is 100%, and there's never going to be a case where you're 100% sure that this is the exact one you need to use. Because regardless if you picked emotional or logical to be your primary, you do have to address the other to make this effective. If you just address the logical facts without alleviating any of the emotion, then that person is not going to be open to accepting those logical facts. Whatever strong emotion that they are experiencing because of the propaganda is going to get in the way of them accepting the logical facts. And if you alleviate the emotional response without countering the disinformation, you're literally leaving them open for reinfection again. You remove the emotional stimuli from them, but since you've never countered the logical facts, literally all they have to do is continue to be exposed to that propaganda pushing out the same disinformation for them to experience that emotion again, a reinfection of the disinformation. Now the tricky part, doing this without amplifying the message. And I'm going to tell you, that's just not going to happen. Because to counter the disinformation, you have to address the disinformation. And to counter the emotion, you have to address the emotion. So you have to do this in such a way that the counter is complete, self-sustaining, and cannot be turned into propaganda of its own. So for the counter to be complete, it has to be everything. You have to address the emotional and all the logical parts in one go. They have to get all of it. Because if you do a three-part mini-series about countering one piece of information, what happens if they only watch part one? Or they watch part one and part two, but they don't see part three. Now, this is slightly different if your subject is sitting in front of you, you have a relationship, and you know that you can end a conversation, and you're guaranteed a new conversation with them at a different date. Your dad's been exposed to some type of propaganda you want to counter. Don't think you have to keep them there for 12 hours while you have a long, drawn-out discussion and he's cured. You know dad will end up talking to you at another time. But consumable media, you need it to be in one shot. One video, one tweet, one blog post something like that because you have no guarantee that that person is going to return back and watch part two or they're going to read the next tweet in your list or they're going to read the follow-up blog post a week later now self-sustaining means that all the information they need is contained in that one counter you can give them the ability 
to look up more information and include further sources, but you're not assigning homework. If you're telling people that they have to go and read a journal entry in a scientific journal, a blog post, or watch another hour-long video, they're not going to do it. Propaganda is effective because it's quick and to the point. Now, our counters will always be longer than the propaganda because we have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the information that they have experienced is incorrect and the emotion they are experiencing they should not be experiencing. But people are lazy. If they can confirm their own internal biases with the easy answer that's handed to them in a 30-second video clip, they're not going to spend five hours reading research papers. You have to give them the major points right away. Think of it as you're preparing their first plate. You can give them the sources if they want to go get seconds, but that first plate should be an entire meal. And lastly, your counter needs to be as bulletproof as possible when it comes to it being used as propaganda against what you're trying to debunk. You need to make sure you have your ducks in a row and it's presented in such a way that it's not chopped up into little sound bites that further their agenda. This is one of the reasons I do not like debates. No matter how much you have your ducks in a row, what happens is both people leave the debate claiming that they've won. And those people that you're trying to debunk take those little moments where they got one up on you, turn it into a soundbite, and try to turn it into propaganda to further their own agenda. But if debates are your thing, more power to you. Just be careful with it. Countering disinformation and propaganda is hard. It's not an easy task, and it's a stressful task. But when it's done correctly, it's beautiful. It's like an art form. Just know that no matter how many times you do it, no matter how good you get at it, you're going to make mistakes. The propagandist job is a hundred times easier than the debunker's job. And they can produce their propaganda at a much faster rate than we can produce our debunks. If, but if we do our job right, and we mitigate the exposure we give to their propaganda when we debunk it, we don't have to produce it as fast as they do. Because a good, well-thought-out, well-executed counter or debunk is like an immunization against propaganda. Because it starts helping people build this resistance to the disinformation and propaganda. Because after a while, they start to think critically. They have this desire to go out and seek out new information and weigh the evidence before just accepting something as fact. And in the end, that's the main thing that we can help for.